victims, for those of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore, welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian, Philip, uh, Nez might jump in later tonight for the main attraction, so we got him in the call in case he becomes available. But tonight, we got a special guest. Uh, I was told not Sammy Cassell, but rather Sammy Castle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is correct. And, uh, you're of course, you're known for a couple of podcasts, Wreak Havoc, Film Buffs, and Carolina Haints. So tell us a little bit about those, man, before you tell us uh, about your film work. Uh, Rick Havoc Film Buffs is, is uh, my, my production partner and I, Dan Sellers, uh, and occasional guest um, that we, we pick uh, a movie uh, and kind of do it Mystery Science Theater 3000 style for a podcast. So we watch the movie and kind of talk about it as it goes. Um, it's it used to be we start off doing every other week. Uh, uh, it's kind of sporadic now. Uh, Dan, Dan and I both are very, very busy. So when we can get together, we do it. Uh, and then Carolina Haints um, is a um, exploration of local legends and lore and ghost stories. Um, and they're range anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes maybe uh might cover a couple different uh topics um i don't have a lot to do with that podcast other than some production stuff and i helped uh i helped write the book uh we just released a book uh based on it and i was uh uh jeff jeff cochran actually writes the podcast and uh dan does dan sellers does the um uh, helps write and does the the voice stuff. He he actually reads it, um, and then we all there's a group of us that kind of contribute stories and stuff like that to it. Nice. All right. So I'm I'm guessing that you guys don't just do co- uh, horror stuff, right? You do all all uh, kinds of movies. Oh, you talk about the movie part? Yeah. No, we do all sorts of stuff. Like uh, earlier this year, we did our top ten dramas of all time. So we kind of we're both. You know, really big film fans, uh, regardless. Um, most time during October, we'll do a lot of horror stuff. I can't, our forte filmmaking wise is horror comedies. Uh, so we do, you know, we do a lot of that stuff too. But uh, we, yeah, we kind of cover a little bit of everything. Have you, have you guys ever done Shocker? Wes Craven Shocker? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I brought that up to Dan. I I come up with some weird ones sometimes. Uh, um, and we haven't talked about Shocker, uh, but I will definitely put it on my list because that soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, it is, and I think it broke all of us, didn't it, Brian? 
I wasn't on that episode, but <laughs> <laughs> you missed out. All right, uh, what about your film stuff, man? Um, I own a uh, uh, Dan and I own a production company called uh, Recavic Productions. Um, uh, I've done. Uh, God, I can't remember. I, I've, I've lost track of how many films we've done now. Uh, and then I also act for other people. Uh, I did that kind of getting started and getting out in the in the independent film world. And so we could cherry pick who we kind of like to work with. So I, Dan doesn't have a lot of time. He's got three young ones at home. So uh, mine are grown and gone. So I'll go out and work with other uh, production companies and and then we'll start bringing people in like a sound person if we need them or a, uh, a backup DP or something like that. Uh, and then here recently, I've had a little run of, of kind of big time background stuff. Um, I did. Uh, I, I'm very briefly in Walking Dead World Beyond, uh, the, the, the pilot episode. Um, and then I'm in, I have a couple seconds in Eyes of Tammy Faye, the Jim and Tammy Faye Baker. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jessica Chastain and Andrew Garfield, who oh, yeah. are wonderful on set. Uh, but my big claim right now is I had a good five seconds center screen for, in Halloween Kills. Um, oh, nice. Which was, which was fun. My, 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 my uh, messenger and, and phone blew up for about two weeks after that. Did, uh, did evil die that night? Uh, you know, it's it's funny. We spent the we spent a good fourteen hours down there that night, and we chanted "Evil must die" a thousand times. <laughs> and, and everything we did, they didn't use except for that <laughs> one scene. <laughs> except for that one scene that I'm in, where the body, the guy jumps out the window and, and falls, and uh, we're all oh, yeah. standing over top of the body looking at it. Uh, that's the only thing they used out of 14 hours of filming. Okay, now that was the nurse and the doctor scene, the one you're talking about. No, the the patient that they that they thought was Michael Myers that was running around the hospital. Ah, gotcha, a little guy who looks yeah. just like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was a terrible storyline, but it got me a movie, you know. Gotcha in the movie. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Well, we we definitely appreciate you joining in. Um, anything else at all you want to pitch that's going on, or anything um, that you're that you're involved in besides that? Uh, I have a uh, uh, my big favorite thing is I have a um, presentation I do at a lot of local schools and libraries and stuff uh, uh, called Sammy the Comic Book Man where I go in and I do kind of a show and tell with, with kids. I've done a couple senior centers too. Uh, but I just talk, I explain how comments are, ba- are made, um, what got me into reading, um, uh, hitting kind of the pop culture points along the line. I talk about women in comics and, and like from the, um, writer artist side, um, uh, and then every kid leaves with two comic books. Um, so nice. I, I do like probably a 30 minute, 30 to 45 minute presentation and I do a Q and a at the end, if they've got a bunch of questions or anything. Um, and, uh, then every kid leaves with two books and it's, I've done probably two dozen of them. Now there was a documentary nice. film about it. 
Um, so I see that. Yeah, that's that's kind of my heart and soul. Um, I love doing that stuff. And some of the I've, I've had some great stories. Uh, once a year, we also host a, a workshop where I bring professional artists and writers in to work with the kids for the day. Um, so it's it's been very successful and very uh, I don't I never charge to do it. Um, it's it's just something that I want to see. I, I like to see kids read, but I, I specifically want to see them continue to read comic books. Nice. Man, that's uh, Brian, you got to be super impressed with that, man. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I want to go to one of those, get some free comic books, too. <laughs> <laughs> and they're typically gender based. You know, girls, girls leave with a, a, a female led book and 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 a superhero book. And then, you know, guys get two superhero books. And they're, okay. they're funny because I, I make them I make a promise that they'll read their books before they start trading or anything. Hmm. All uh, right. Idea. Yeah. It's so hard to get kids to read these days. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, it, it kind of started because I had, a, I bought a collection and it was a bunch of duplicate stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I put out a thing on Facebook and I was like, Hey guys, if you've got kids, send me their age, their gender and some of their interests. And I'll send you a pack of comic books for free. Um, and out of that, this kind of spun out of that. Damn. Oh, uh, man. N- N- Nez would love you if you did Blu-rays. Instead of <laughs> I don't know. I collect those. <laughs> yeah, he'd be pushing little kids out of the line, jumping up to the to the front. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we like to – we Sammy, we get started with a little thing that we call Cool of the Week, man. Okay. And uh, it can be anything at all. TV does not have to be horror-related, so – any uh, movie, TV show, video game, books up that left an impression on you this week that uh, you consider your cool of the week? Um, okay, I'm gonna tell a, 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 a semi-brief little story. <laughs> I'll try to keep it brief. Ah, uh, that's I've got good. That's what we're here for. <laughs> our our director of photography, our normal di- director of photography, is a is a guy named Zach Fox, and his his parents own. Uh, a couple movie theaters. So he's literally grown up in the movie business. Um, and I've known him since he was eight. He's the same age as my youngest daughter. Um, and it, it, Zach's just kind of come, he goes to all the Sony retreats and he's, he's really studied the business. Um, so we use him as our director of photography almost all the time. Great eye. So he calls me, he knows I collect movie posters. Um, I hope, you know, I try to collect vintage stuff, but some of that stuff's really hard to find. Um, so he calls me last week and he goes, Hey, um, uh, we cleaned out the, the, the other theater upstairs and I've got a box of posters. I want you to come, you can come, you can come go through. Um, and I was like, really? And that the theater was a, a two screen theater that's been open since 40, 43, I think. Oh shit! Uh, so I go over, and he hand he pushes this box, this gigantic box, in front of me, and I start going through it, and I I I'll say that uh, yeah I got a I got a little uh, uh probably a little aroused. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I ended up out of that with a, a original Exorcist one sheet, uh, an original Halloween one sheet, um. Uh, some other stuff like uh, the first 
movie I ever saw in a drive-in was uh, called Metal Storm 3D. Uh, he had one of those posters. Um, uh, a pult- original Poltergeist, an original Phantasm, uh, some American Werewolf in London and Friday the 13th lobby cards. Um, so yeah, that was, yeah, that, that I got a nice little haul out of it. You know, Zach, he's like, you know, throw me a couple butts. You know, you've helped me through make all my movies and everything. Just, just, just do that. So, uh, uh, I am, are any of y'all wrestling fans? Yep. Okay. So, uh, Charles Robinson, the referee, uh, mm-hmm. WWE is a friend of mine. Nice. Uh, and a massive horror collector. So uh, I called him last week and I said, hey, let's get together and have lunch. He said, you coming to me? Am I coming up? I said, I'll come down to you. Well, the, his big collection is American Werewolf in London stuff. So mm-hmm. I took him an entire lobby set uh, of American Werewolf in London, and he was ecstatic. Um, so... Uh, he he said, "I tell you what, uh, SmackDown's here in Greensboro uh, the, uh, this Friday." Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I, "I'll I have tickets waiting on you when you get there." I said, "See, that's why we're friends." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> pretty awesome. So I got to go through a bunch of cool movie stuff and movie memorabilia, and I got to have lunch with the WWE referee. So, well, I think for the first time in THR history, guys, we're now done with Cool of the Week. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. I try. Phil, I, do, I do a lot of cool stuff. I'm lucky. That's amazing, dude. You want to jump in, Phil? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I can follow that act. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm making you go next. <laughs> I uh, I didn't do a whole lot cool this week, except um, uh, we were doing a Ghostbusters binge, and so I went ahead and threw the 2016 Ghostbusters in there with it. Uh, and that's really all I've seen, so it's by default my cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know, I it, I get it; it's not awesome, but it probably doesn't deserve a lot of the hate that it gets. Uh, it's not as bad as they make it out to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was at least enjoyable to watch. All right. Well, um, I'll throw it. Bro. We we usually let Brian go last, Sammy, because he's usually got. 12 or 13 so um i've got a i'm gonna go with a book this time guys i've read stephen king's newest book uh billy summers and it has absolutely nothing to do with horror whatsoever it's a lot closer to like the uh mr mercedes books that he's written yeah he's getting more into these like uh you know crime like pulp type uh crime books uh, but the character Billy Summers is a sniper, and it talks about uh, his days in the war and how he how he became a sniper. And it's like he's writing his history while he's also um, in a new adventure where he's been hired by the mob to take this guy out. And he starts to kind of smell a rat. And sure enough, um, he ends up on the lamb with a bunch of people after him. So. Well, I'm not going to give any more away, man, because that would be that would be telling, and we don't do that here. So, uh, if you yeah, like, that to re- doesn't at all sound like Stephen King. That's crazy. Nope, not at all, man. That's that's what's good about it. But you can you can tell it. His style comes through, and it's a uh, uh, probably about a 350 page book, and I blew through it pretty quickly. So that's always a good sign. Uh, so yeah, check out Billy Summers. 
All right. Um, I checked out a bunch of shows this week that just came out, but I'm I'm actually going to wait to talk about those because uh, I need to watch a couple more episodes to really see if, I, if I'm going to stick with them or not. But the one I am going to stick with is... Uh, it already has like two seasons out, and it's on AMC Plus called Gangs of London. You guys heard of this one? I've heard I've, of it. I I've heard it. of it. I have heard it, of it. I hope it. I hope it's better than the new fucking Dexter New Blood that I just watched today. I've heard bad <laughs> things about that. Uh, Gangs of London. It it got me the first episode. It's um, of course set in London. Um, the the main guy that's the head of the family, Lance. He was a uh, Star Trek Generations, the uh, kind of the Scotty role. Ah, okay. I can't remember the actor's name, um, but where it got me is uh, there's a barroom brawl that breaks out, and it just turns into the raid. That that that's what kind of action you get in the movie, and it it just it hooked me in right there. And the 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 main guy that was doing the fighting was uh, Lance. You just talked about his movie. Um, he was in uh, his house. The Netflix okay. movie, yep, that the yep. main actor, yep, mm-hmm. he he is a complete badass in this TV series. So uh, gonna stick with that one. And uh, Mayor of Easttown uh, with uh, Hawkeye, um, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, yeah. Okay. Uh, that that first episode was very interesting. Uh, he him and uh, Kyle Chandler, their brothers, they kind of run the the prison in uh, somewhere in Michigan. And basically, since they run the prison. They got their hands in things that are going on in the prison and outside the prison. And it's uh, so far pretty interesting. So uh, Gangs of London and uh, Mayor of Kingstown. I know Philip's not going to watch it because it's on his arch nemesis, the uh, Paramount Plus. <laughs> Paramount Plus. <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean I won't watch it. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Not that I don't support the content. <laughs> right. <laughs> you just don't want to pay. You just don't want to pay. Paramount Plus, huh? Yeah, well, it's gotten out of hand at this point. They were just the first ones where I was like, hey, no, wait a minute. You're supposed to be free. <laughs> <laughs> but now that everybody's charging for everything, so what are you going to do? Uh, there's a couple other shows that I'm uh, I'm going to watch a couple more episodes, and I'll talk about it next week. I take I take it you didn't start Dexter New Blood. Have you ever watched that, Sammy? Dexter? No. I, it, through, the, through the 90s, I was coaching fast pitch softball. I missed all like Buffy, Firefly, uh, Dexter. <laughs> just a big hole in my uh, TV watching there. Right. So you never checked out Lost, probably, did you? No, Lost. I did get. Uh, oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Lost. Lost is one. I I think I started in the second season. So uh, my youngest daughter and I binged the first season on DVD, uh, and then we started watching the second season. Hard to find time when you got kids, man. I understand that. <laughs> Holy moly. And we played we played travel softball, high school softball, travel volleyball, high school volleyball. Yeah, it was and two kids. So yeah. it was not mm. We're about to run into that. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. Is that it, Brian? Yep, that's it for this week. All right. Well, that means uh, it is now time for Horror Headlines, brought to you by Brian. Take it away, man. All right. Speaking about uh, Paramount Plus, they are developing a series adaptation of 1987's Fatal Attraction. 
Okay. Because, you know, we all were dying for a Fatal Attraction series. Yeah, well. A series? Yeah, and they already have uh, Lizzie Kaplan is attached to star in it. Oh, well, I like her. Well, will we get the scene in the chair, though, with her? Oh, that was... Wasn't that Basic Instinct you're talking about? Oh, okay. <laughs> I know, fuck? I was I'm trying a... to keep him straight. Wait a minute. Too. <laughs> Fatal Attraction. Okay, like, maybe I've totally forgotten what... Tell me what Fatal Attraction is again, guys. Because not that only do we is, not know uh... horror, we also don't know uh, drama, apparently. Uh, uh, what was Michael her name? Douglas. Michael yeah. Douglas and Kim Basinger. Oh. oh. Okay. okay. Uh, Mike, yeah, I got you. I think... I think he's married, but she's uh, all trying to she she's she's trying to get him to her instead of his wife. That's the one where they kill the boiled rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, now I remember. Uh, it's actually Glenn Close was in oh. Pale Attraction. Hey, uh, what's what's the difference? <laughs> it was Close a different one. <laughs> that was the hand that rocks the cradle. <laughs> No, no, that was, <laughs> we're really showing our, our butts, man. The hand of Rock's cradle was Rebecca DeMornay. Yep. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> we are terrible well, we, at this. We can, play this. we can play this all night, Sammy, and we usually do. <laughs> it's one of those, but, you know, <laughs> fatal attraction. All right. Uh, fall flat on its face then. <laughs> Uh, an actor we'll be talking about later on tonight. Uh, Finn Wolfhard plans to make his feature film directorial debut with a slasher movie. What? He, he's uh, moving into directing now. Kind of young. Well, that was awful quick. Yeah, he's kind of got his uh, kind of got his fingers in each. Uh, he has a band currently that he's in that has a record deal. He's doing the acting, and uh, I guess he wants to get into directing now. Hmm. Well, I mean, hey, I hope he can do it. More power to him, right? Yeah, we'll have to yeah. wait and see, I suppose. I mean, we'll I'm not expecting much, but, you know. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Paramount. Uh, they're developing a remake of Stan Winston's Pumpkinhead. Why? Why? I'm going to cry. <laughs> Sammy, right. Sammy, if uh, Lance Henriksen is in it, as long as his handler, if one of us can just get his handler away from him at Texas Frightmare, we'll, we'll have that interview finally that oh, we were cool. promised. But boy, do we have a horror story about that, man. <laughs> All right, Lance. Uh, the, I met him, uh, I've met him at a couple of cons, obviously, but um, uh, he did a movie called um, uh, Crap. It was filmed here in North Carolina, and the guys I used to work for at A Haunt actually wrote and directed it. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, That's pretty... Oh, crap. Shit, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> pretty recently? Was it... Um... Yeah, it was 24... No, God, it wasn't... 20... Yeah, 2014, maybe? Okay. Oh. Uh, well, he does a he does a lot of shit, <laughs> so <laughs> we could be here a while. But uh, so you got a chance to to actually work with him? 
Uh, not directly. Um, just I got to meet him through that process. Uh, uh, Dark Awakening. Dark Awakening. Dark Awakening. It's in 2014. Ah, okay. All right. I have heard of that one. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Uh, my interactions have been cool with him anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's very cool. His handler at Frightmare that year, not so much. Jeez. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. Maybe we'll uh, bring a twenty or something next time, huh? Try to slip <laughs> slip her a twenty. I don't know. <laughs> Here you go. No. Let's I don't think that would have worked. Probably not. She was pretty. She was pretty uh, beholden to to maintaining that we weren't going to get our interview that we yeah. were promised. <laughs> All right. A couple more things here. I'm going to butcher his name, uh, even though I'm a fan of his uh, films. Uh, Timo Tajanto. He did the, what was it, the, the VHS segments, uh, Safe Haven, and the, the newest one, Lance. Oh yeah, the one with the uh, the the half robot, half human people that the Mad Doctor is experimenting on. Yeah, he was uh, hired to direct the Train to Busan remake, and it is tentatively titled. Uh, this could change. Uh, Last Train to New York. I heard about that. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> Why remake that movie? It's so good. <laughs> Wait. You know they always got to do the American remake. All of and, the news stories are about remakes. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm throwing a little uh, non-horror news. Uh, he's also hired to do uh, uh, under Under Siege uh, series uh, remake for HBO Max. <laughs> Steven Seagal is in it. <laughs> I would Seagal. watch him do anything. Got it. <laughs> Maybe uh, Steven Seagal can team up with Moose from The Fanatic. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sold. All right. My, I think my, we found our sequel. <laughs> all right. My last thing is uh, not a remake or a reboot. It is Leonardo DiCaprio has been uh, hired to play religious cult leader Jim Jones in an upcoming film titled Jim Jones. Wow. Was Jim Jones a real person? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Which thing was that? Uh, uh, the, you've, been, you've been drinking the Kool-Aid, yeah. Philip. Oh, was that that guy? No, not yet. Yeah, yeah, he's the Kool-Aid guy. The Kool-Aid guy? Not the rapper. <laughs> not the Kool-Aid. <laughs> not the rapper. And not, not the jug of Kool-Aid that goes bursting through the walls going, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Jonestown. Okay, yeah, I got you. Jonestown, yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. And uh, that, is, uh, that is it. Oh, well, checking here recently. Uh, Ridley Scott, I guess, is doing a Blade Runner series because the movie was great. So let's <laughs> do a series. All right, well, what do yeah. you think about that, Sammy? Are you in for a Blade Runner series? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh -oh. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got I got muted and couldn't unmute. Uh, uh, <laughs> Blade Runner. I don't. I mean, I guess that's one they could make into a series, but I don't. Uh, 
I mean, I haven't seen. I I haven't even seen twenty forty nine. So yeah, you don't need to. Um, and I'm not. I like Blade Runner, but I'm not one of those super duper Blade Runner people. Um, you know, I like Harrison Ford, but that that movie's a little flat at times. Right. So. Uh, yeah. I got you back on that one. I think you're right. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even think Harrison could even make it through a series because uh, I heard that guy got hurt again doing the Indiana Jones. Uh, Indiana Jones Five. I mean, I oh, hope okay. to God that do a, a Blade Runner series. I don't. I don't think he would do TV regardless. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. so. they'd have to recast that. <laughs> I would hope you're right, but you never know. Uh, Kevin Costner seems to be doing pretty well with uh, Yellowstone, so yeah. never so say never. Good. Yeah, but Kevin Costner kind of still gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, in all fairness, I don't know that Harrison Ford ever gave a shit. That, that's a good point. <laughs> Lance, so you got to check out the the prequel series absolutely yeah i think what's it 1883 or something like that yeah. it's like the 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 forming when they formed the ranch for the first time yeah i love i love a good western it's got sam elliott in it How can it you does it does yep and and tim mcgraw and faith hill right uh yeah i'm a little worried about how many country stars they got acting in it um but sam elliott is i mean my wife can drool, which makes me happy because that gets her in the mood. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And and that is the coolest dude of all time. He's yep. a cool dude. Hard to argue with that. All right, that's the news. All right, well, uh, Sammy, you ready to take a little trip with us, man? Absolutely. All right. Well, I didn't tell you where we're going, so we're we're about to take a little trip down to the trailer park. Oh boy! Yep, Brian is going. (laughs) Brian's going to be bringing us the big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. What's our uh, first new trailer tonight, Brian? Our first and only trailer this week. We are going to talk about Death to Metal. Quick synopsis here. After a freak accident, a disturbed priest is transformed into a mutated killing machine on a mission to wipe out the godless fans of heavy metal music. (laughs) Written by Tipper Gore. (laughs) (laughs) This is directed by Tim Connery and uh, let's see, starring Chelsea Byers, Dan Flannery, Andrew Jessup, and Ben Johnson. Uh, Sam, Sammy, did you uh, check out the trailer? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. Okay. I missed that. I missed okay. the, the rules of engagement there. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to toss it over to Phil then. Uh, yeah, man, I'm down. This is the one Lars was talking about last week, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It, it looks gory for gory's sake and uh, probably a crazy good time. So, <laughs> what'd you think about it, Phil? Uh, it's nuts, or, but Lance? I'll watch it. Well, so Lars kind of turned us on to this one, and if you guys remember, he also turned us on to uh, El Dia de la Bestia. 
Oh, I love that movie. Oh, I picked, yeah. I picked up the 4K. <laughs> This yeah, is kind of like the polar. This is the polar opposite of that. Instead of a priest and a metalhead uh, forming a team to defeat Satan, this is like a priest, I guess, engaging Satan by killing metalheads. Or what's going on here? <laughs> uh, it just looks like good, crazy fun. And um, I'll be sending you guys a, a little something through the email so we can check it out. Oh, sweet. Oh, okay. Paramount Wait, Plus style. <laughs> What's that, Sammy? I said, does that include me? I, I, can, I, I can see what I can do. Yeah. I, I'm a metalhead up what still to this day, up one side and down the other. So. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, this one currently has a release date of... Does not. Uh, November 1st. Uh, I think that was because uh, it, it's making the festival rounds, but I think the actual release date will be sometime next week. Good holiday movie. Coming quick. Yeah, there you go. Perfect Christmas movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of red, not so much green, but you know. And uh, that's the only trailer. I was going to throw in the Spider Man trailer, but I've heard way too much about it more than I want to before I actually watch the new movie, so. Yeah, they're good at that, especially Sony. Yeah, Sony. Can I tell a a little story about uh, a a death to metal kind of thing that happened to me? Sure, cool. Please. Uh, When when I, you know, I was a teenager in the 80s, um, but I have no musical ability whatsoever. Um, But what I do have is a pretty good ear, and and I'm pretty good at electronics, so uh, I got tied in with a with a hair metal band, and uh, I did sound, and I built our lighting rig with dimmer switches and all sorts of stuff uh, out of coffee cans and incandescent bulbs. But anyway, uh, we we'd heard about a local. This was in Southwest Virginia, rural Southwest Virginia. So we'd heard about a preacher coming to a local church who was going to do a sermon about heavy metal. So we all, got, we all got dressed up in our finest spandex and, and <laughs> leather stuff, teased <laughs> all our hair up, and rolled up in that church like nobody's business. Um, <laughs> went to the awesome. second row, I think, and sit down right in the center. Well, wow. We we listened to the entire sermon. He did. He covered backmasking. He covered satanic stuff in 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 metal and rock, um, and did probably an hour long sermon about this. So when it gets done, he makes a beeline for us as soon as he gets I'll off. Bet. Gets, I mean, I'll he bet. comes off the pulpit and makes a beeline for us and gives us all these books and cassettes and all the stuff talking about. He didn't he didn't try to push his his beliefs off on us. He just said, here, listen and read this stuff and and, you know, write me and tell me what you think. Do you, you know, do you believe this stuff? Da, 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 da. Then we left and it was like it looked like uh, uh, the Beatles had landed. All, every kid in that audience was standing outside wanting an autograph from us. Had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, so this guy shows up to preach about metal 
uh, and how bad it is to all these kids, and they're all standing outside wanting our autographs because they think we're the coolest things on, on you know, on the planet. Oh um, man! And we were giving out cassettes and all sorts of stuff. So it, it was that was that was a, a kind of a tie into this with a preacher kind of ki- trying to kill metal. Man, <laughs> it's mission accomplished, man. Stri- Striper meets Motley Crue, huh? <laughs> That's awesome. All right, that's uh, I guess we're skipping listener feedback this week. Uh, but as always, our show intro comes from Steve Carlton of the League of Geeks. Um, our artwork comes from Natsulani, so check her out on Instagram. Uh, and if you'd like to help out, please consider becoming a Patreon patron. <laughs> Pick the movies for a future show at any amount, or and uh, for five dollars or more a month. Uh, you get to pick a commentary for a future bonus show. Uh, and if you have a chance, please give us a five-star Apple Podcast review, and you may win some cool shit when we figure out what that shit is. So, excited about that. <laughs> but now we'll move on to our featured attractions this week. It's a Ghostbuster marathon, mostly, uh, except the aforementioned 2016. I, I guess that one doesn't count. <laughs> uh I, actually, there's a few more Ghostbusters when I was trying to look it up. There's like a Lego Ghostbusters and some like, there's like a Freddy versus Ghostbusters something or other. I think they do it in toys. You guys ever hmm. heard of that? No. I know, but I kind of want to watch it now. I that one Anyway, but we're going to go with Ghostbusters 1 and 2 and the brand new Ghostbusters Afterlife. So, naturally, we'll start out with the first one. In 1984, uh, three parapsychologists forced out of their university funding set up shop in a unique ghost removal service in New York City, uh, attracting frightened yet skeptical customers. Um, Director is Ivan Reitman, also known for Stripes and Meatballs. Uh, Writers are Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Rick Moranis. Oh, I didn't know he wrote it, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, Louis, Louis Tully mingles with his party guests, uh, commenting on the price of the salmon and so on, uh, the scene is one continuous shot and almost entirely improvised. That uh, guy's kind of a genius. Uh, Harold Ramis all, all, only intended to write the film. He decided to play Dr. Egon Spengler after he felt he was the best person suited for the role. And it's a good thing he did. Uh, all right, Sammy, what did you think about Ghostbusters? Um, you know, I, I don't remember seeing this in the theater. Um, I'm sure I picked it up on VHS as soon as it came out. Um, but as a, as a horror fan, um, you know, the title alone caught my eye, but then I was like, it's Bill Murray. I've seen him in meatballs. I've seen him in stripes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen him on Saturday night live. I knew Dan Aykroyd from blues brothers. It's going to be a comedy. You know, but I'm curious to see what's going on. Uh, little did I know that it was going to be, uh, or I don't think anybody knew how much of a beloved family gateway horror movie this was going to be. Um, yeah. it, it's it's one of the, I, I I've got a friend, um, uh, and actually a, a, she's the mother of a kid that I met through the comic book man stuff, uh, who's who's 13 now and uh last week i took ghostbusters one and two up there 
for her to see for the first time to prepare her for this one, for afterlife. Um, and to see it through her eyes after seeing it through my kids' eyes and kind of three kind of different generations, um, everybody reacts to it the same way. It's 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 comedy. It's It's got a couple of jump scares, which you can't, uh, you know, you can't gloss over too well, too much. Um, but it's 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 tremendously well acted. Uh, the the special effects hold up really well. Um, maybe more for one than two, but we'll get into that later. Uh, but it, it's I, I mean, it's it's one of the it's one of my top 20 movies of all time, period. Oh, wow. Man, strong words. Big words. Lance, what do you think? Oh, yeah, I'm not going to say top 20 of all time. That's, man, wow, that's that's high praise, dude. But uh, it's definitely a classic. Um, So I actually watched the, I watched this after Afterlife. Um, Interestingly enough, because my wife and I were out on vacation, so I had to talk her into leaving our sightseeing for a little while and, and go to the movie theater. So she wasn't too happy to go at first. Um, once she was a you know a little bit into afterlife, I think she started getting into it. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, so Ghostbusters one and two, as fate would have it, were both on uh, TV when we got back to the hotel room. So I was able to kind of check them all out. But it was after afterlife. So um, this one's obviously a lot more on the comedy side. Uh, this was um, not really a straight-up comedy. I guess, like Sammy said, there's a few jump scares in there. Um, there's a couple of kind of adult jokes that I don't think the kids got. Um, Philip, did you watch it with your kids? Yeah, I did. I don't. I don't think they. Yeah, on. they didn't catch on the no, librarian no. or whatever it was scene. <laughs> yeah, okay. and you know, one or two is not awful. You can kind of gloss over that. That's true. Yeah, kind of easy to gloss over it and and move on. I always, um, I I remember I did catch this one in the movie theater. I went with a a buddy of mine from high school. His name was Mac McLean. About, I guess they ask him what's the most Scottish name you can think of, and that's what his parents came up with. But uh, <laughs> his uh, his dad took us to see it, and I'll never forget. After that, we went to one of those uh, Chinese restaurants where you order like seven or eight different dishes and put them on the lazy Susan. So everybody kind of gets a little bit of everything. So it was a, it was a memorable night, but I, I definitely remember cracking up when the marshmallow man comes out at the end. I thought that was uh, movie magic. Um, as a matter of fact, I can look at my cell phone right now and I've got a picture of my granddaughter at six flags um, holding the stay puff marshmallow man that she won at a game game that we played at Six Flags. So, um, yeah, the movie will always be near and dear to my heart. I, was it just me or toward the end? Was Bill Murray a little over the top of being an asshole? I mean, he took that asps, very dangerous, you go first. He, he took that almost to the extreme, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but it was still funny. <laughs> it was still funny. Sigourney Weaver, sexy as hell, man. I mean, wow, boy, she was... I mean, she. I've always liked her. She was, but she was a little bit more. I think Butch in like Alien, for example. Um, yeah. You know, more of a tough, a tough girl. And in this one, I think the she was. Your ass. 
Well, yeah, more of an ass kicker. And, and this one, she was, um, I guess, a little bit. Well, have you guys ever seen a movie called Death and the Maiden that she was in with Sir Ben Kingsley? Oh. Um, okay, so y'all have seen Hard Candy, right? Um, yeah. The one about the pe- pedophile being caught. The Patrick Wilson. Yep, that's the yeah. one. I, I would say that uh, Death and the Maiden would be a good double bill with that because Sigourney Weaver plays someone whose family was um, um, terrified and tortured by Nazis. And she finds one of the Nazis. You know, of course, this is a couple of decades later. I think it was a I think it was like a early 90s movie or something like that. So I think that's who Sir Ben Kingsley played was like a member of the Nazi party that was involved. And she keeps trying to convince him to admit that he is that person and he won't admit. And spoiler alert for an older movie, but at the end he finally breaks down and it says, yes, that was me. You know, so she, yeah, great movie. But I thought she was very elegant in that one. And I would consider her very elegant in this film, you know, especially, you know, toward the end there when she's showing the legs and everything. Rick Moranis just, fucking hilarious in everything that he's that he's ever done um you know as far as the other ghostbusters i thought everybody was kind of perfect for who they played love seeing annie potts there um you know those kind of nerdy girls but they're but they're kind of cute everybody loves that um (laughs) william atherton was a cocksucker as normal um just an asshole as he is in every has, fucking has he ever played somebody cool never <laughs> never I, I i challenge anyone to he, to, to he gets cast for a specific role and he does it right he does it right i think i saw but, an interview where he bitched about it one time are you serious <laughs> yeah yeah he bitched bitching all the way to the bank <laughs> i mean guys been in a lot but uh yeah, no, it's a, it's an absolute classic, man. It's uh, very, very, very heavy on the comedy, very, very, very light on the scares, and um, I don't know, man, just really good chemistry with the Ghostbusters. I love it. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Oh, this is, uh, I might have to agree with Sammy. This might be top 20 for me. This movie is near and dear to my heart. This is, uh, I didn't get to see this actually in the theater when I was young, but I did make up for that. Um, I want to say right before the pandemic hit, uh, my theater was showing it. So I got to take my daughter and kind of share that experience with her. Oh, wow. And yeah, legendary cast. Everybody in it is great. The effects still hold up. The music's iconic. Just, I mean, what what more can I say? It's just great. And there are the jump scares are, are in there, but I, I think they're done right in the comedy. I don't think it was uh, too heavy on the comedy. I think uh, it was a perfect mix of everything for me. And, um, yeah, iconic movie. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to agree with all that. It's uh, I love Bill Murray. He's, he's great in just about everything he does, even as off-the-wall, wacky shit. Um, Dan Aykroyd, I love that guy. And then, uh, who... who? It was originally supposed to be, like, uh, Eddie Murphy and uh, John Belushi, right? Yeah. Uh, well, J- John Belushi had passed, and uh, yeah. Eddie Murphy... I think he... I forgot what he was doing. Mm-hmm. It might have been it might have been one of the Beverly Hill Cop movies. That or, like, he, Coming to America or something? Yeah, something, because... The the Ernie Hudson role, the the Winston was a much yeah. bigger much bigger part in the movie 
when they when they had Eddie Murphy, oh. and then when oh. he had to pass on it, they kind of the you know shrunk down the role and. Well, Ernie Ernie Hudson was perfect, man. I would not want to see anyone else play that role. Yeah, this movie would have been a lot different because uh, I think another person I was uh, rumored to be up for it was uh, John Candy. Right, John Candy was uh, supposed to be in. Oh. Yeah, okay. Who was he going to play? Then, then the female Ghostbusters would have really been like the original Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so, you, yeah, with him and Moranis, you would have had two uh, SCTV Comedy Network alumni, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and Rick Moranis is is funny, man. Uh, he's I, – I like that he's, like, retired and kind of stuck to that, you know? he's mm-hmm. He seems like an interesting kind of guy. Yeah, he did that because he had he had stepped away because his wife had got sick, and then when she passed, he uh, just kind of was like, "I'm just gonna take care of my family from now on." So you gotta you gotta respect that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, a lot of respect for the original Ghostbusters. Definitely one of my favorites. Um, let's go scores from one to ten. Sammy, what do you think? Who? Um. Oh man, I'm kind of tough on rating systems like this. That's okay, uh, so Lance. It's, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, um, um, I don't give very many tens. Um, uh, uh, can I flounder a little bit and say eight point five? Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. We give all kinds of point two five, three five, six four seven. <laughs> I think we yeah, had a. I don't get that far into it, but. I think we had a 6.66 one time. So oh, well, that kind of made sense. <laughs> yeah, 8.5 eight, five is, is good. Nice. Lance, what do you think? Man, I'm, I'm actually going half a point higher. Fuck, <laughs> for once I'm not the, the low man on the totem pole here. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a solid nine. Um, and yeah, not, not top, not top 20. I don't think for me, but, uh, I mean, like definitely in, in the top hundred for sure. Um, now stripes, stripes would be top, top 20 for me. Just, just by the quotes alone. I can, I can almost quote that entire movie. Um, I would say, yeah, of the three we talked about, I would say stripes is on the top, uh, then this one and then meatballs somewhere under that. So it's definitely, definitely in the top hundred of all time for me. All right, Brian. Well, you guys know, I don't give them out too much, but this is a 10 for me. Oh, this wow. is, uh, oh man. Like I said, this is just one of those childhood favorites of mine that it, it can, it could come on my TV right now and I can sit down and watch it. And my my daughter is into it, so that's another thing I can I can share with my daughter. Nice. Yeah, that's true. It's one that doesn't get old and has a lot of rewatchability. Um, I'm gonna go nine and a half. I, I think it's fucking fantastic, man. I love this movie. Now I feel like I was too hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was my top twenty. A lot of lot of people lot of people giving it some love tonight, huh? Uh, I mean, it's a classic. You can't. um, I mean, when you're talking classic 
movies of all time, and and you know I'm I'm kind of partial because it it was in my teenage wheelhouse. But yeah, you know one of my one of the other big movies from that time frame was E. T. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't hold up nowhere near as well as this. Um, yeah, I think I totally agree with you on that. So I saw E.T. three times in the theater. But I was, you know, 12, 13, uh, and it just, the, the way it kind of happened. Uh, this I wish I'd seen in the theater three or four times, uh, if not more. Did you did you cry, Sammy? Be, be honest with us, man. Come on. For Ghostbusters? For ET, uh, not as a kid. I probably more. I'm no? probably more susceptible to it now than I am. Okay. Then, than I was. The older I get, the more sentimental I get. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Maybe the very first time I saw it, I don't. I don't remember. It was sad. All right. Well, instead of ET, we're gonna jump on over to Ghostbusters Two. Which uh, my wife seemed to mixed up with Ghostbusters one. We had a whole conversation about it. It was ridiculous. It's like who's really? on first. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, is that the one with no? That's the first one." <laughs> um, so a discovery of a massive river of ectoplasm and resurgence of spectral activity allows the staff of Ghostbusters to re- to revive the business. Uh, director once again is Ivan Reitman, and uh, writers are Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, while the role of Vigo, played by Wilhelm von Humburg, all his lines <laughs> were dubbed by Max von Sydow. Uh-oh. What? Millie Vanilli. <laughs> uh, Wilhelm left the premiere in anger when he find out. Oh, I bet. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray told Entertainment Weekly that he was very disappointed with the way that the film turned out. He commented that those special effects guys took over and it was too much of the slime and not enough of us. Huh. I don't know. Do we agree with that? Sammy, what did you think about Ghostbusters 2? Uh, not as good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I actually watched it right before uh, I came up here. It, I recorded it yesterday. It was on AMC or, or something. They run right? uh, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Uh, so I... I, Lily still has my copy of Ghostbusters 2, so I recorded it yesterday and, and watched it this evening. Um, it does not hold up as well. Um, uh, I still like Dan Aykroyd. I still like Ray. Uh, Egon's okay. He's a, even more nerdy, if that's possible. Yeah, uh, nerdy him up in this one. Yeah. Ernie Hudson kind of is the, they give him a little more meat to his character. So he's better. Bill Murray is obnoxious in this movie. Uh, and not in a fun Bill Murray kind of way. <laughs> um, the, and isn't it, isn't, doesn't Peter McNichol play the weird guy that's running the gallery? Um, that is such a weird terrible character um because if you look at that character now you would you would think oh that guy's gay and not think nothing about it but he's all about sigourney weaver um <laughs> i don't know and the river slime underneath and it's pink instead of green yeah, yeah. I, I mean it's okay um but it's not nowhere near on the level it doesn't have the heart of the first one either yeah i guess i can see that 
Lance, what do you think? Uh-oh. Lance? Uh, you want me to jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this I actually did see in the theater when I was a kid, and I was a little let down. Very confused. <laughs> Very really? confused. Yeah, I, I first, Sammy, you brought it up. I didn't understand why the, the slime was pink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't understand why after this big incident that happened in the first one, they were back to being kind of like a joke now. Like nobody took them serious. I mean, you get you get that opening scene where they're they're singing that they're singing the damn theme song for some reason. Yeah. You know, like I didn't I didn't understand that. And then this kid start chanting He Man. <laughs> like I, I just like did did you guys just forget what happened not too long ago <laughs> that fast? A couple of years before, huh? Yeah. Uh, the Vigo. Um, I kind of wish they would have did a little bit more than what they did with him. Uh, he was just kind of like a throwaway villain kind of character, kind of like how Marvel does a lot of their villains. It's kind of one and done and gone. <laughs> All right. Now in, in Killmonger's defense, he's shown up like three times already in the, in the animated series at least. So there. The only thing I remember him from, he was one of the villains from uh die hard. Oh, this guy was. Yeah. Oh, that was it, huh? <laughs> That's the only. Um, I didn't uh, the the courtroom scene. I don't understand why Ernie Hudson's there and then he's gone. He doesn't even help. He's like completely underused in this movie. Mm-hmm. And how did uh, Lewis go from being a, uh, um, an accountant to a lawyer? Yeah, I guess he got his law degree that fast too. As fast as fast as New York forgot about the Ghostbusters, he became a lawyer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I'm ragging on this movie. I'll still watch it because, you know, I, I like the cast. But it, it it was a complete step down from the, the first one. Yeah, it is a sequel. Lance, what did you think? Uh, th- this this one to me was kind of a, a leap down from the first one. Um, uh, I don't know, man. It's just like they were just trying to throw too many things together. Yeah, you nailed it, Philip. It was it got sequelitis, I guess. It's almost like they didn't really have a good story, or they and they kind of I don't know. They kind of merged two stories together. It seemed like because there was the slime story and then there was the painting story, um, and then you oh my god, you can definitely tell from the one fucking character in the museum that this was well before the Me Too movement. Am I right, guys? Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a little pushy. <laughs> a little pushy. <laughs> he's practically practically raping, dry humping her while <laughs> she was working on that painting. Yeah, see um, you later. I thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, this one was um oh man, this one was really a really a disappointing step down from the first movie. I I did not like the story. I didn't like either of the stories. Um, didn't care too much for the villain character. I, I mean, I think if I'd played that character and, you know, Max von Sydow dubbed over me or whatever, I really wouldn't be too pissed off as long as I got paid. Um, I don't know, man. Seemed like a, they, yeah, they were, they were hamming it up in this. Why didn't they just get Max to be in the movie? <sighs> I don't know, man. That would have already painted probably, the other guy. Would it, maybe, yeah, was he doing painting? We can't do it anymore. Maybe he was doing something else at the time. 
Was he? I don't. I don't know. I maybe he could do the voiceover, but not the movie. I fuck. Who knows? I mean, the guy wasn't even in it that much, you know. He was he he had more screen time as a painting than as a person yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the movie. Yeah. So, um, and then the deal with Sigourney Weaver and Bill Murray and the I uh, just like that was just a patchwork together and ugh, just I don't know. Big big disappointment after the after the first one. No no need no need to say more about it. Than that. I, I will give uh, Lewis credit, though. He he does get it in with uh, Annie Potts in this one. That's, oh, well, that's true. I think those two make a cute couple. <laughs> I mean, he, he's with Sigourney in the first one, and then he gets Annie Potts in the second one. <laughs> he, he's, doing, he's doing okay. <laughs> Making Rick nerd rounds. Rick Moranis is the is the pimp of the Ghostbusters franchise, huh? <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna go a little lighter on it. Um, I actually okay. really enjoy this movie. Um, I definitely see where you're coming from because it's not as good as the first one for sure. Um, but it's it's still one that I can go back and watch. And I've seen this one maybe even more times than I've seen the first one, just from you know it popping up on TV or whatever, and I'll sit down and watch it. Um. Yeah, the bad guy you, is definitely not as cool. Did you watch it with the kids this time? Uh, yeah, they bailed on me like <laughs> Ghostbusters. So they didn't. They didn't see Dan Aykroyd getting getting head from a ghost. Um, no, that was yeah. I was a little concerned about that. <laughs> or they alluded to him banging the the slime, or was yeah. that an Egon? One of them. <laughs> well yeah the getting head from the ghost i was like oh that's okay it's a good thing the kids are not in here for this one <laughs> yeah that 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 probably wouldn't have gone over their heads huh uh, i don't know <laughs> it'd be concerning yeah uh but I, I i i still think it's a fun movie um again definitely not as good and well thought out it was just a sequel to make money but you know make money yeah yeah i gotcha I guess they were trying to create a Marvel franchise before Marvel, you know, and uh, just stopped it, too. <laughs> All right. Let's do uh, scores. Sammy, what do you think? Ooh, uh, out of 10. Uh, uh, I'm going to be pretty tough on this, probably. Uh, probably. I mean, there was a couple of. Fun jokes, uh, but I four and a half. Okay. Ah, okay. Yeah, we're almost halfway there. <laughs> we're almost almost halfway there, man. Lance, what'd you think? I'll go. I'll go five and a half. Five and a half. <laughs> I, liked, I liked it more than I didn't like it. Yeah, but just barely. <laughs> so there you go. Brian, how about you? Uh, weak villain, confusing story. Uh, some of the cast was underused, so I would I have to give it a five. Ooh. All right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, pattern forming here, Philip. You gonna join the yeah, club? I'm gonna bring up the uh, average because I'm gonna give it a seven. I still okay. think it was a fun movie with a great cast. I definitely see. I definitely see why it was a disappointment. Because of who's in it, but it still was fun to watch. So I liked it. All right. 
So we'll see if uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife can uh, hold up. Uh, when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Uh, director is Jason Reitman, also known for Juno and Up in the Air. Um, writers are Gil Kennan, Jason Reitman, and Dan Aykroyd. Uh Due to the controversy and financial failure of the remake, Ghostbusters, in 2016... Uh, any further sequels for that movie were abandoned. This prompted Sony to instead make a sequel to the original two films. Yeah, I don't even know. I, well, we'll get into that. Um, Finn Wolfhard did not know he was auditioning for Ghostbusters, as the audition sides were purposefully kept to be generic and vague as the movie was being developed under secrecy. Well, how do you know what he was signing up for, then? That guy was just trying to work. Sometimes you don't. The casting call for Halloween was called Mob Rules. Huh. Okay. All right. Well, Sammy, what, what did you think about Ghostbusters Afterlife? Did it did it live up to the original? Um, I, I mean, we, we can't. We're gonna have to reference the 2016. Uh, and and I was severely disappointed in it, not because of fanboy kind of stuff. I just, I'm not a big fan of Melissa McCarthy. I'm not a big fan of Leslie Jones. Kate McKinnon's great in it. Chris mm-hmm. Oakland's great. But it lacked something. When oh, for sure. We, we, uh, we, a group of us went Saturday uh, and sat and watched Afterlife. And when it got done, I looked at my, my buddy Chad and I said, that's the way a Ghostbusters movie is supposed to be made. Ah. It has all the heart of the original. It has all of the... Uh, it has the comedy. It has a couple jump scares. Um, it has the feels uh, that maybe the first one didn't have. Um, uh, with with it, it's it it did everything that a proper sequel should do, and it only took them almost thirty years to do it, uh, or almost I guess almost forty years, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it's it hit it hits all the high notes. It's the 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 new characters are are good. Um, it's well acted. The effects are really good. The callbacks are great. Um, the the fact that they don't just throw everything at you all at once uh, and just give you a, a tick here and a tick there and and kind of lead you where you need to go um, without dumbing dumbing it down. We have a lot of issues with movies nowadays dumbing stuff down. They want to over-explain everything because the general audience is kind of dumb anymore and can't figure out stuff. Um, But there's such a segment of the populace that wants to to learn and figure out stuff. Um, And and this kind of kind of does that it, it, it's got uh cool little uh nods to the old movies uh you know it's it's got great cameos um uh there was stuff i even knowing some of the cameos and some of the you know reading some of the sheets and knowing what was kind of coming um they even surprised me uh so i 
and 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 to me the biggest thing was I turned and looked at thirteen year old Lily and she went, That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um and it, it, I can't I can't say enough good things about it. All right. Uh Lance, what did you think about it? Oh man, well uh hey Nez, what's up dude? You sound like you've got an airplane right behind you or something, dude. What's all that noise? Yeah, one just rolled in, so I'm sitting oh, in the, uh, <laughs> I'm sitting in the, the ice the ice hey, why truck. Don't, why don't you let why don't you let Nez, Nez go next, man? He's yeah, uh, he's been dying dying to talk about this movie. I'm curious. Uh before we dive into anything, uh that's a fucking sweet motel hell poster back there. Oh thank you. And is that the Fastway Trick or Treat album? Uh, on yes, your wall? it is. Oh, <laughs> you fucking lucky bastard. That's okay. awesome. I'm so jealous. And you got a comic book rack? Okay, oh. so that's that. around that Motel Hell, there is a original uh, Doc and Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 3 um, soundtrack, the Trick or Treat soundtrack, the soundtrack from Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the soundtrack from Pieces, uh, the soundtrack from Jaws, and then a sign under the blade from Twisted Sister by D. Snyder. Oh, man. <laughs> awesome, awesome collection. But I'm showing off. We're going, we're going video next week, Nez. We, we picked the wrong week to go video. We should have we been up to, up to speed, right? <laughs> All right. Well, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, I know we were supposed to get this last year. And then they were talking about it was supposed to be out last month, but they moved it to this month. Uh, I didn't really dive into what this movie was going to be about. I just knew that uh, Egon's family was involved. All I knew was Finn Wolfhard was in it and Willie Jack from Reservation Dogs. Those are the only people I knew who were in it. So I was like, all right, whatever, let's, let's just see what this is. And man, this movie was hella good. I, yeah, I thought so. I was seriously not expecting much. I did like the last Ghostbusters. I know a lot of people didn't, but I thought it was cool. Kate McKinnon just was the best in that movie, and so was Thor. But yeah, he made the movie. Th- this this one, it was other than the nostalgic part of it. Uh, I thought mm-hmm. the story was cool. The effects are awesome. I loved that they used uh, the original score in the background for mm-hmm. some of the scenes. Uh, there was a lot more sound of the proton packs, which I thought was awesome. I loved how I just love that sound it makes when they turn it on. Um, I was hoping there was going to be a little more mini Stay Puffs, but they just stole the scene that they were in. I thought they were awesome. Uh, Finn Wolfhard. I've liked him since Stranger Things, and I know there's a huge time jump in the next uh, season because they're all big and tall now. Uh, The little podcast kid, I thought he was awesome. The mom and Ant-Man, they were all right. They they didn't didn't do much. But um, uh, young Sheldon, his girlfriend, I thought she she stole the movie as well, that little McKenna, whatever her name is. But um, the movie was good, and I didn't realize uh, it was going to be this good, or with all the nostalgic stuff that they that they showed. I, I knew it was going to be dedicated to Harold Ramis. That was awesome at the very end. 
when it just said Harold or for Harold, I would, oh, just teared up. But it was good. I thought it was an awesome film. I mean, I know there's some people out there that did already review this movie and they said it was terrible. I don't know what they wanted. I, I don't. I don't know what a lot of people want in movies. Me, I just want to be entertained. At this point, I knew there was going to be a lot of awesome effects, and I loved everything that was in it. Uh, some people said that the little kids just didn't uh, pull it off. This was the they were calling it the mini Ghostbusters. I thought they pulled it off for what it was, just figuring out how to work everything, finding all the stuff um, that they found, and then just basically a, a Scooby-Doo adventure. Just uh, solve the problem and, and mm-hmm. enjoy the film. So, But uh, overall, the whole film was cool. I loved what was happening. And yeah, but uh, if I got to give my score for the first film, first film's 10. Second film, hmm, about a 5. It was all right. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I was never a fan of this. Damn, I'm alone in that one. (laughs) I wasn't a fan of the second one at all. I mean, it was... Yeah, it was the Ghostbusters, but it just... I don't know. I mean, I've never actually sat all the way through it. I've seen the whole movie, but never straight through. The first time I saw it was at the drive-in, the second one. Mm -hmm. And we were partying, and I wasn't even really paying attention to the movie, because the movie, was to me, was just kind of boring. But anyway, but yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife, awesome film. All right. So what was your score on uh, Afterlife? Did you guys already give scores? No, but are are you going to hang around? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, cool. Um, All right, well then Lance, what'd you think? Oh man, I was so fucking worried about this movie. I just knew, especially after we got Ghostbusters 2, and then, um, you know, what we got with, um, yeah, all right, so it's been said, we got to talk a little bit about the, uh, the, what, what was it, the 2016 version? Was it that recently? Yeah. Do we need to talk about it? Because it's not <laughs> well, even in the same universe. I guess. I, I don't Technically know. Technically, it is. Ghost- no, is, because the out? original cast was in it as different characters. Uh, a different time. But Egon, his the, his little bust was in the background. And it was him. Was well, this the multiverse or something? That, I guess. Blame, blame Marvel for all this. <laughs> it's an Elseworld story. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm just glad Venom didn't pop up, you know? Um, uh, I was now I was super worried about this movie. I'm like, oh, man, the fucking little kid Ghostbusters, like fucking Hardy Boys or Scooby-Doo or whatever, and this is just going to be terrible. I didn't think any of the original Ghostbusters were going to show up in here. Um, I, I, oh, fuck. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> we have two parts of the show. We have a spoiler section. Um uh, somebody, uh, we knew somebody would show up, that the, and somebody did. Uh, somebody did. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, uh oh. Well, um, about that forever. The, do we not, all know it, that already? Yeah, they they went on the Tonight Show before the movie came out. So uh, I, I did. I did. I'm safe. When okay. I saw it, I didn't know. Well, I didn't either. I was I was blown away. <laughs> I was blown away by what they did. I thought that um, I thought everybody everybody that was in the movie did a good job. I, I but I'll, I'm going to say right here and right now this this McKenna Grace girl. Oh my God, man, she's got big things ahead of her. She totally oh, sure. stole the show. 
Totally yeah. stole the show. Van Wolfhard, he's just kind of like one of those guys that could show up in anything and be kind of like a, a, a little everyman. Um, podcast, he's kind of like your comic relief type kid. Um, you know, the other girl, she's the pretty girl, you know, that the every man's gonna, you know, fall for. It's gotta be in every movie, every teen movie. But um, no, man, this little actress, she was just phenomenal. Um, we had a lot of people in it that have been in a lot of good stuff. <laughs> she managed to just rip that, uh, that mantle from everybody else and, um, I don't know, man. I was just incredibly Im- impressed with her performance. I can't say enough good things about it. I mean, you know, smart, nerdy. Um, let's uh, go STEM. Support STEM for boys and girls. You know, mm-hmm. um, we all need to learn our math and sciences. And I wish, I wish, I wish we would give that a little bit more uh, love in this country than we do, and spend a little less time on YouTube and and, and TikTok. But that's for another show. Um, I loved some of the little. Uh, I, I know there was a lot of obviously a lot of CGI in here, but I thought it was done well. This was one of those where the CGI was actually done very well. I thought, particularly with some tiny characters that just had me rolling on the floor laughing. Um, like I said, AJ AJ did not want to go to the movie with me, but I don't know. Maybe ten fifteen minutes in, she was completely hooked as well. Uh, who doesn't like you know Paul Rudd? Who doesn't like Carrie Coon, she was great in The Leftovers. She's been great in just about everything she's done. So, I don't know, man. It checked all the boxes for me. I really... All right. That's three good reviews so far. Brian, you going to keep it going? I absolutely am. I love this movie. I took the whole family and this... I don't I don't usually take the whole family to the movies, uh, but this this was one that we all had to see together. We all loved it. Lance, I agree with you. It checked all the boxes. I, I thought the kids were great in it because, you know, sometimes when it comes to child actors, they can be hit or miss, but McKenna Grace, I felt like she embodied the character of who she was supposed to be the grand granddaughter of. I thought all the callbacks were great. They even did a callback to the to the cartoon in there that I thought was really cool. Um, Curious as to what that was now. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it in spoilers. Um, I thought uh, I, I liked the, them bringing back certain elements of the original one. Um, Nez, I agree with you. Just hearing that proton pack light up is great that music the score just everything was just hitting hitting all the boxes for me and i i'm not gonna lie i don't really get emotional in in movies but near the end it, it just it just hit me in the feels oh yeah and, got too. <laughs> and i just lance this might be like top 10 for me because it, 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 oh yeah well it 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 will be for me yeah, right and like now. I said, this this was something that I, I I shared the original one with my daughter, and she she's a big Stranger Things fan. So having Ben Wolfhard in there, you know, had her like eagerly wanting to see, you know, it's Ghostbusters. Plus, you know, you got a somebody from Stranger Things in there. Yeah, it's a big sale, and, and she she loved McKenna Grace too because her awkwardness of trying to be funny, but 
not funny, but, you know, is making you laugh anyways because it's just so not funny. You know, that whole thing was, was good. it was funny. These people. Yeah. Kerry <laughs> <laughs> Coon and Paul Rudd, I, I, I understand what Nez is saying, but I thought they, they played their part. They did what they needed to do. I, I, I wasn't looking forward to them being the main stars of the movie. I, you know, they, they had a story to tell and they did it right. So, um, yeah, completely love this movie. He should have uh, did Halloween Kills instead of this. Yeah, you think so? I agree. Yeah, yeah well, uh, they could have they could have got somebody else, and it would have been just as fine. Yeah, just thrown anybody in there, pretty much, right? Could have well, got like. I like Paul Rudd in this, uh, and I'm not a super Paul Rudd fan. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go a little more into detail when we get to the spoiler stuff. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I I I I can't. <laughs> He's taking off right now, man. <laughs> he didn't like what you had to say, uh, or he didn't like what Brian had to say, so he's taking a jet plane. I'm trying to take care of him. Uh, no, I, I actually really enjoyed Paul Rudd in this too. I didn't have a problem with him at all. Um, ben Wolfhard didn't really seem to him and his girlfriend both. That was an extra little story, but they didn't really give them a whole lot to do. Although the movie is already two hours, so what are you going to do? But man, I fucking loved this movie. It was like, it was almost Spielberg-esque the way it was directed. It looked like, I, you know, or like a, like a Goonies, you know, where they had like the action scene going with the kids and stuff. And then they've got the dramatic music going in the background. And it's not just some remix of some dumbass song. Felt, Felt very 80s, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It felt like a like a really cool '80s family action movie, and uh, I took the whole crew with me to go see this one too, and they all loved it, every second of it. it they, they did a lot of fan service and some nostalgia stuff, and I I like that they did that. I don't see why that's a problem. If that's what people want, I mean, <laughs> well, nobody's ever going to be happy with anything. So you can't please everybody. I mean, I guess, but it's like, why, why would, why would you even nitpick on that? Because I know that I know, man. Some, some people, some people even nitpick on the Pet Cemetery remake. For fuck's sake, <laughs> that was garbage. Yeah. Uh, see, you know, I the- thought about the music aspect of it, but you're right. The you know, one of my big, I like uh, the first. Adam's Family cartoon movie, uh, yeah. not the same uh-huh. one so much. But my big issue was yeah. was this weird uh, rap Snoop Dogg kind <laughs> of Adam's Family thing, the soundtrack yeah. they did. Uh, sure, and they did sure. try to do that with this, and that's that. I hadn't thought about that until you said something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's, uh, that, that is a good little '80s kind of sound and song. Yeah, because that 2016 version, they did some weird remake of this theme song with uh, who was it like fallout boy or something oh yeah it was yeah that sounds horrible i don't remember it even that's how bad it must have been at least the bobby brown ghostbusters song was good yeah (laughs) bobby brown was in the movie (laughs) that's right he was um but yeah it, it it just because of that you know they they made the whole thing very nostalgic and that was kind of the point of the movie but it was done really, really well, and uh, I praise them for it. And they did it right, you know. Like it was more of—I know it was wasn't really the Ghostbusters movie, like right. the old Ghostbusters, but it paid tribute to them really well. 
respectfully, right? Yes, and I loved that. It kind of kept you more involved and and was more of a passing of the torch than just saying, oh, well, here's these new characters. You care about them because I said so, you know? You know, to compare it kind of to another um, recent re-imagining, re-sequel, whatever kind of thing, the you know, the... The Force Awakens was a very much fan service movie. They basically took Star Wars and remade it. They they could have done that with this, but they didn't. Right. Um, and it 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 made it. Uh, it's it's kind of a good uh, a good thought. They 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 passed it on to the next generation mm-hmm. in the proper way without licking all the rest of our booties along the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I All like right. this talk. You don't have to beat me over the head with it. I hear right. you. Well, and see, so, yeah, and I and I don't think they necessarily did that here. I think they did a really good job. They totally did. Um. All right. So let's go scores, and then we can hit spoilers. Sammy, what do you think? Uh, for uh, I'm sorry. Say that again. The Are we doing score? Oh, score. Uh, yeah. uh, uh. Um. <sighs> So I gave the original 8.5. I gave the sequel 4.5. Um, I, I probably could do with a couple rewatches, but right now I would give it a nine. Nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm higher than the, than the first one. Um, and, and you said the first was the top 20. Yes. Well, that's saying a lot, man. That's uh, saying a lot. I really, really enjoyed this movie. It's, it's, there, there have been very, very, you know, everything is a remake now, or reimagined, mm-hmm. or redone. Sure, or sure. Re- very little things, especially in the horror world, have come out original. Um, you know, you have some different, you know, maybe Quiet Place. Uh, you know, it's, there are some original concepts out there, but very few. It's very seldom that they hit on a reimagining this well. Yeah, uh, and, and I don't, I can't. I mean, it's it's technically not a horror movie, so, um, uh, but it's it's just so well done. It covers all the generations. You know, me and Chad, uh, who were Chad's a couple years older than I am. Uh, uh, I'm 51. To to my kids who are in their early 30s now. Uh, I can't wait to take them to see, for them to see it because uh, mm-hmm. I think they're really mm-hmm. going to enjoy it. Down to Lily, who's 13, and she enjoyed it. It covers everybody. All right. Uh, oh, who went next? Nez went next. Oh, this was a 10. All the way. Hell of a <laughs> Got the stamp. 10! 10! But it is 10. Nez went 10, 5, 10. <laughs> <laughs> And knows what he wants. Lance, what do you what think? He likes. Oh man, it's a it's an eight and a half, and it's a it's a definite top ten. It's going to be hard to round out the top ten this year. Um, uh, bottom ten, I don't know, man. So far, Brian, uh, I'm telling you right now that that escape room is still hanging in there by a thread, but uh, it won't be yeah. there. Now this one, okay, you must know something I don't, man. Or you better you better advise a couple for me to watch that Jeffrey. Jeffrey Dean Morgan abortion was pretty bad. Watch Great um, White. Yeah. <laughs> What's you already that? seen it. What's that? Great Nez? White. 
Great White. Oh, yeah, Great White's the bottom two. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Yep, you got me. Yeah, think- no, eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I love the nostalgia. Now, this, to me, this was less straight-up comedy. This had to it just... I don't know if it's just because I was in a movie theater. Well, fuck, I saw the first one in the theater and just laughed my ass off the whole time and didn't really get scared. But this, to me, this had some darker moments in it and some scarier moments. And I don't know if that was the special effects or the way that they made certain characters look or something, you know, whatever the case was. Um, I got a little bit more of a horror vibe from this, which I which I really dig. So, uh Yep, top ten, top ten movie of the year, eight and a half. All right, Brian, what do you think? Uh, say it again. I don't give too many of them out, but this was another ten for me. Ow! It just like it hit every. It was a good nine, nine and a half up until that end, and then it just pushed it over the line for me. And yeah, great movie. I, I can't wait to see it again. You know what? You talked me into it. <laughs> I think I'm going to give it a 10 to. Wow, man. And, okay. And yeah, you're right. It probably is a really good nine and a half until uh, you hit that ending. And I loved it. I loved what they did there. I was I, 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 I'm not crying. You're crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just, just when I thought they couldn't do anything else, right? Yeah. I spend a, I spent a lot of time making movies and don't get to spend a lot of time watching movies. I've watched more this year than I normally do. This is by far my favorite movie of the year. Nice. Yeah, it's going on the top of the list for sure. Uh, all right, let's go to spoiler territory. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. Who wants to start? Do you start at the end? I mean, how freaking after credit scene or what? Just Uh, well, no, I meant just the end of the movie. What's Uh, that, Sammy? I was I meant the end of the movie, movie, not the not not the after credits. I mean the 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 way they handled Egon. um, I I kept watching that going. You know, uh, it was a little bit, I mean, you figure out pretty early that he has some sort of influence going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Uh, and, and it, it, again, it kind of builds to the point where you don't see him to the very end. Um, and how they did that, and I kept going, if they make him talk, it's, it's going to ruin it. If they have him talk, it's going to ruin it. And they mm-hmm. didn't. They stuck to their guns. And they didn't do it. And it's just the nods and the smiles and the hugs from his daughter. It's like everything came together and you got it. Everybody left that happy. Everybody left, even though it was a ghost and he was leaving, everybody left that joining of forces and people happy. Yeah. Was was that CGI or was it an actor. I, I don't I, know. That CGI. Yeah, it, I imagine they it's a whole lot easier to to throw that in there than than to do something like they did with Princess Leia. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was, it was a damn good representation of yeah. of Harold Ramis and Sammy. I agree with you. If him not saying anything was perfect. Yes. Just, agreed. just the looks back and forth. 
I was always yeah. worried there for a minute that he was going to start yeah. talking. Dan Aykroyd saying, I'm sorry, my friend. And, you know, yeah. Ernie Hudson, you know, I miss you. And just 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 that moment was enough. And then, of course, the the hug with his daughter, Carrie Coon, was, you know, it just oh, like I said, it just hit all the marks. Yeah. Was that and- a was was that Olivia Wilde as Gozer? The, was I, it? I I think some I think I read that somewhere that really? that's who was playing Gozer. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That was, was a, there was nobody in the credits. Mm-hmm. Well, I like what they did with Gozer. I like that the original villain came back, you know, and they had to save Absolutely. the town again. Mm-hmm. And there there was still it looked like another date on the inside of that thing, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking it up right now. Olivia Wilde, uncredited as Gozer. Wow. Another secret. Man, job. they kept... Yeah, they did great. I mean, how they all... To, they pulled something off here, didn't they? To get all these people together. And I like they, they, they brought back the Gozer character, but they explained why it was yeah. it was happening there. And then... Uh, yeah. Got a little got a little vicious there with the with the guy when he rose from his grave and he thought he was gonna rule with her and she just ripped. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll rule together. I created all this for you. Yeah, that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, well done, uh, movie man. And you know, with talking about uh, uh, Paul Rudd and, and Claire Coon's uh, mm-hmm. characters in this. Um, I, this is where I really like Paul Rudd. I, I, I his character as the science teacher was kind of fun, but when he ended up with the same haircut like Lewis did, yeah. you know that blasted hair look, <laughs> uh, and half his clothes gone, and then her doing the panting in the chair, you know, yes. were, were were both callbacks to that original movie uh, without being. Hey, this is fan service. This is just for you guys. It was just subtle enough to where you got it, um, and it looked really good. So I liked his character a little bit more than hers. Uh, I, I don't know that hers, other than the, you know, dad never liked me, why'd he run off kind of storyline. It yeah. was it was about the kids. But, well, it paid um, off. It paid off, though. It paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I also like the fact you kept waiting for once you saw Dan Aykroyd's character, you kept waiting yeah. for Bill Murray to show up. You kept waiting mm-hmm. for Bill Murray to show up. You kept and waiting I, for Bill Murray to show up. See, I didn't know any of the others. I knew Aykroyd was going to be in it. I heard that somewhere. I had no idea the rest of the Ghostbusters were going to show up. And I thought Ernie Hudson was going to end up being the grandfather of the girl Finn Wolfhard um, was was mm. was uh, trying to hook up with. Uh, you know, I thought he was going to be the sheriff's dad or something, but then he just came back as a Ghostbuster, which I was like, okay, I like that better than I do. Yeah, know, that would have been too contrived, I think. Yeah. That they, they 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 chose they chose well. Who wrote this one again? Who wrote the screenplay? Was it mainly uh, Aykroyd and 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 Reitman and some other guy? Yeah, some, some other guy. <laughs> I think it was some other guy got the major credit. And okay. Reitman Aykroyd added to it. I and got also, this also to me was a little bit of a callback to Close Encounters of Third Kind, which is one of my favorite movies. I got uh, a lot of those vibes, man. Devil Tower kind of thing. Yep. Uh, they, they, it's, you know, you, you're going, how the hell do they take Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters is about New York City. 
as mm-hmm. much as it is anything. How are they going to take that and transport it in the middle of nowhere? But they told right. that story really well without over-explaining it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to go back to uh, Harold Ramis, uh, Bob Gunton was his body double. Ah, uh, he, okay. He, he played the, the warden in Shawshank. Uh, oh, yeah. The one that, okay. the one that liked to get his shoes shined, right? Yeah. So he, he was the, so they did a little bit of CGI and he was the, the body double for it. That makes sense. Oh, well done. Well done. And it, it was a little kind of little scene, but I, I love the, the, the reaction between the, the kid podcast and uh, Dan Aykroyd's character, how they bonded. Dan Aykroyd yes. was mm-hmm. his, his one podcast subscriber. <laughs> oh yeah, you're my subscriber. <laughs> the I love podcasts. Like uh, you 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 really found your voice in episode forty six. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's like that's like us with Lars from Denmark. You're our <laughs> subscriber. <laughs> and 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 the running dad joke stuff was hilarious. I thought so. Too. I am laughing out loud in the theater. Uh, at the, at her at her terrible jokes. Mm-hmm. I know it was like nobody on the screen was laughing, and I was like, "Man, tough crowd." Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I'm gonna Damn use it. some of these when I get home. <laughs> Those are needs a sense of humor. Um, what would you guys think about the after credit scenes? Are they leaving it open for a sequel? So, uh, they. I've, I, I've got a theory, but go ahead, I Brian. Th- I think. That that after credit scene with Annie Potts and Ernie Hudson, I think they did it well enough to where if they didn't make a sequel, it was fine. But I think they're kind of okay. leaving it open. And I'm reading here, the opening weekend box office far exceeded what they thought it was going to. Good. Really? They were hoping for a 40 to 45 million, and it opened with a 60 million dollar box office weekend. No. Well. That's uh, yeah, that ain't bad, bad for for now. Yeah, yeah. not not a bad not a bad opening. Not a bad opening, right, Sammy? Very good opening. Um, How much did it cost and, to make it? Uh, oh, that's pull that question. up right here. Budgets uh, seventy-five million. See, that's, hmm. budgets have shrunk a lot. It's unless you're a Disney property. Um, you know, I've watched. Through Zach's eyes, I've watched the progress of movie theaters and what they've struggled with. Uh, and I also do, like I need something else to do, I also do improv. Um, and what the the comedy clubs and theater venues and movie theater venues have gone through because of the pandemic. And uh, Zach texts me from... Vegas. He was out there in August for um, CinemaCon, which was their big convention. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, he said, I just saw Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm not going to ruin anything, but holy shit. So then Friday night, uh, he texted me, and he, or no, I'm sorry, Saturday we had an improv show. And when we got there, we were talking about the movie and he said well friday night was the first time i felt good about a theater again he mm-hmm. said i heard laughter and cheering for the first mm-hmm. time in a long time um and for an industry that's really really struggled um 
I'm glad to see them backing away from the so much streaming stuff. And this was only shown in theaters uh, for the first, I don't know, two weeks, I think, or something. So they're going to they're giving them less time, but at least they're giving them some time. Yeah. Yeah. And I also want to say, I think it was a smart idea to have uh, Ivan Reitman's son, Jason, direct it because he grew up around this. You know, there's a lot of stories from Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd of, of him being on set when they was filming the first two. So I think that was a great idea to have him come in. Yeah, absolutely. I, well, felt like they, a, I felt like a kid sitting in the theater, man, just looking up at it and smiling. It was so much fun. Well, when they when they did the the Ghostbusters re-release that somebody mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. uh, that had a little segment at the front of it um, with uh, um, Ivan and Jason Reitman being interviewed, talking about the two Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the afterlife and and this one because Ivan was around for a good majority of the film, um, and Zach showed it at the beginning of this at his theater on purpose um, because it gives you that kind of you know it's 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 almost Jason's love letter to his dad. Um, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. His dad, yeah, his dad's no longer with us either. So mm-hmm. uh, the I think the Harold the 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 Harold Ramis bit was kind of, kind of his love letter to his dad too. Gotcha. Yeah. See, he did it really well. Well, I, that's another thing I was really, really worried about going into this movie, right? Because I was super worried about the old uh, Ghostbusters kids thing. But I was very, very, very concerned whether Jason Reitman was the right pick for this film because I absolutely love everything he's ever done. But it's real quirky and real indie and real low-key. And, like, how is he going to tackle something like this? Well, <laughs> gentlemen, we have our answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Go- Ghostbusters is in the family. I mean, going back to the, the second movie, uh, the the daughter is the little girl in the, the scene where Harold Ramis is like, let's let's see what happens when we take the puppy away. Oh, that, yeah. That's Ivan that's oh, Reitman's yeah. daughter. <laughs> Had no idea. Oh, Brian, you said Brian, you said there was a callback to the animated series somewhere. Yeah, the the ghost that came out of the, I think one of the shops that had the big eyeball. Okay, yeah. that, that that's ah, one of the that's one that of the ghost. ghosts from the the animated series. Oh man, I had kind of forgotten about that. I used to watch that all the time. Yeah, the the real Ghostbusters, not the the other cartoon. Yeah, I did have one disappointment with the movie. Uh-oh. One thing that struck me that I was like, huh, why didn't they do that? Hmm. We had some ghost callbacks with the, the, the guy in the cafe. Um, the, the one with the little scruffy beard. Um, we got no Slimer. That's yeah. Yeah. But we got a metal muncher. That was, yeah. My, my wife, which, which played, which played, you know, played for the movie. They, they needed that. To get the kid, to get to get the weapons, the proton packs back out, but but yeah. no Slimer at all. You you would figure there would be, they could have thrown a little something in there uh, because give, so give attached slime, to the series. Give yeah, and love. and I'll I'll add one more on there. I really thought at the end scene when Ernie Hudson opened up the, the garage door and the Ecto One pulled in, I really right. thought it was going to be Rick Moranis driving it. 
Because he said he he's because uh, Winston's character made a whole bunch of money. He said off of uh, off of his business having one employee. That ah, I thought that one employee okay. was going to be Rick Moranis. Oh, gotcha. But, right, I mean, they, I, they still can they still can do it if they do another one. But I, I really wanted him to just pull up in that Ecto one, and that that would have just been the cherry. He's refused to do anything though, hasn't he? Or no, didn't he pass away? No, he he's. Uh, I think I read he's coming back for uh, something for Disney Plus. The honey, I he blew said up he, he, the kids or whatever. Oh God, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he said That's that Disney dollar. Well, he said he would only come back if the script was something that that he wanted to do so right. <laughs> Damn. he should have definitely been well, this one. at least in that after credit scene that would have been perfect god it's 69 i'll tell you i'll tell you my theory boys i think i think that after this one i think we're gonna get a tv series i think that's what that whole last uh final after credit scene was setting it up for they're gonna they're gonna reopen the original New York headquarters, and they're gonna they're gonna bring a new team of Ghostbusters in. And I don't think it's gonna be these kids. I think it's gonna be somebody else. But we'll yeah, see. Child uh, labor. I don't want that. You don't? You <laughs> well, don't want a series? I would like to see a continuation with with this movie. I don't I don't want them okay. to bring a whole new. But dude, everybody. To me, that just sounds like the 2016 version. Yeah. Uh, are you afraid? You're afraid it'll turn into a Ghost of the Week movie? Yeah, because they'll get somebody like Chris Pratt or somebody that that uh-huh. they they're trying to say is the, the the it guy right now. Or and I I'm no Jeremy Renner maybe. I, I don't think I, I I don't think he. Well, that's a different show. But I I think Jer, or Jeremy Renner is trying to get out of doing these uh big budget things. Let's see. Okay, well, who who would you pick, Naz, to be in the next Ghostbuster? I don't know, but Slimer's in that containment unit. The the Is show he? at the end. Oh. there you go. It'll be Paul Rudd as one of the Ghostbusters. Well, what, isn't he like the sexiest man alive or whatever? Yeah, Paul yeah, Rudd. Yeah. Right. <laughs> He's having a hell of a year. Uh, <laughs> The, the part I loved about him in this is how fucking cool he was as a teacher. Yeah. Letting uh-huh. his students watch Cujo and Chucky. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, why not? I thought oh, that I was it. awesome. The Broken Lizards guys. They can be the Ghostbusters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> From Super Troopers. Like. I don't know. I don't even know who... Who, who's big and who isn't right now? I mean, I'd rather have these kids come back. Yeah, and continue. Same dance, I mean, huh? his his granddaughter's smart enough, and she's going to understand. Obviously, learn how to work uh, everything, and, right? Because she has all that stuff. They have all those traps and all the 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 guns they had in that in that um little uh cave uh, that her grandpa built. So, I mean, she's going to obviously learn how to work everything. And who knows? And she'll probably create some more stuff. Yeah. Podcast. I mean, it would be awesome to see him again. Uh, Finn Wolfhard. I, it was good that he was there because he was the only one that was able to drive. And I thought that whole uh, scene when they were hauling ass downtown and and just shooting up, uh, shooting up the town, trying to chase that metal muncher ghost. I thought that was cool. That was my favorite scene. What happened yeah. to the sheriff? 
when uh, everything started going down, like he was uh-huh. just gone. Bokeem Woodbine? Yeah. He got he got scared. <laughs> he said, Ghost? Fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a motherfucking ghost. <laughs> oh, he yeah. arrest people. Right, yeah, that's true. It's kind of a, a small town, right? He probably didn't see a lot of action, right? Nope. Except from the dirt farmer. <laughs> right. That fucking guy. All right, well, you guys about ready to this, wrap it up? Where was this supposed to be at? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. But that didn't look like okay. Oklahoma. <laughs> probably wasn't. All right. Well, definitely recommended Ghostbusters after Afterlife. Yeah. Holy shit, was I surprised? Yeah. <laughs> so we got how many tens did we get? Three tens on this one? Yeah. Yep. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, b- Sammy. B- before right, we get out of here. Naz? Before we get out of here. Um. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome oh, to no. a quick little episode of the Wrestling Returns. Uh, Brian, how, how did you do on your picks with uh, uh, Survivor last, Series? Last night, I, I did pretty bad. So <laughs> I I only got two. The main yeah. event and the the one with the Usos and RK, bro. Those are the only ones I picked. Hey, Man, Sam, they, Sammy. Sammy can jump in this section, too, by the way, Niz. Sad step, Raw always wins. That's oh, bullshit, but... Uh, I, I'm kind of curious. The biggest thing I'm curious about is what 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 are they going to do with Omos? Are they going to push him now and split him up? Um, I mean, we're headed towards we we had to have a challenger for Big E, and Seth Rollins made all the sense in the world. Um, uh, you know, we're headed to back to Lesnar uh, reigns again. Um, but you know, what are they? I mean, they put Omos over big time last night. Yeah, they did. Um, so, that guy a new move or something. Uh, I almost picked him. I was looking at his name, but I just I love Otis, but he lost. He got thrown <laughs> out like hella fast. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and there was I mean, those three guys between him and King Aziz and uh, uh, or not is it not King whatever General Aziz. And uh, Shanky, that's three big boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it, it's I don't know I don't know I I don't think I think he's still too green to be out on his own. Uh, but they need to refresh AJ's character. Um, uh, I think Owens is gone when his contract's got up. So uh, yeah, what was that? I I mean I think that's a dig towards him because uh, they know he's gone and they're like he's gonna walk out on us so let's make him walk out on his team to show that in a few months he's gonna walk out on us. Is he coming back as Kevin Steen for AEW? Uh, well, I mean probably. Um, you know he's friends with all those guys, but uh, I mean Tony's. Uh, I asked Chuck the other day uh, what I was, I was like, why are they, you know, what's going on? He says, well, I'm not privy to none of that shit. He said, but they, if you look, they've released a bunch of people that aren't on TV. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says, and and Tony Khan's got way too many people on, on the payroll over it. Eventually, the bubble's going to have to burst. So, uh, you know, and their and their ratings are okay. They're not super great. So they they're only going. I mean, he's got unlimited money, but how much is unlimited? How how long before Daddy goes? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're losing money over here. We can't do this. True, true. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it was a good pay per view, but it, very predictable. Uh, that Charlotte Becky fight was tremendous. I did my girls dirty. <laughs> Boss and uh, yeah. Shotzi. Yeah. <laughs> they did them dirty. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know uh, that whole, you know, they, they've kind of kind of put themselves into a corner there with the, with the women. You know, now they're going to give Bianca another shot um, after they squished her the first time. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, they could have. They could, and and this and Becky turning heel is so reminiscent of them trying to turn Stone Cold and just flopping on it. Why? Why? Yeah, it's, just, Bex. It, it's, de- it's definitely not going to work now with the whole Charlotte thing of her going off script. Well, and she's just such a natural heel anyway. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. It's. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um. And but they're getting younger. That's 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 got a lot to do with the releases too. Is they're getting young. Um. And they're gonna start pushing some guys that you're gonna go. Why the hell are they pushing those people? Um. The Steiner kid's good though. Gosh, he sounds like his uncle. Yeah. <laughs> when Chapa did that. That uh, that bit last week where he was talking about Steiner math, <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. That's great. <laughs> See, you but, should come on this regular show with us for wrestling and, returns. Uh, <laughs> uh, Parker Bodo, Bodo, whatever that kid's name is, the Lesnar-looking kid is gonna mm-hmm. be big. Um, yeah, I hear a, I hear there's a big push to sign Gargano, uh, which yeah. would be. Uh, which would be good. They need him. I think they need a morale boost down there. All right. That's it. That's the, is that the wrestling returns? Yeah. For, yeah. for tonight's episode? Okay. Yeah, you'll get, an, you'll get an official episode later. I've got All right, dude. Well, Sammy, uh, something, tell, something tells me you're going to be invited on that show really, really, really soon. <laughs> That's, we've talked about doing a wrestling podcast, and I just haven't got around to it. We've, we've got one. We've got one, man. So you're set. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, dude, we uh, thanks for joining us, man. If, if all the movies that you join us for are this good, it's going to be a hard year to judge, isn't it? <laughs> well, I thank y'all for having me. I mean, it's it's it's, uh, it's very much appreciated. Uh, I love going on other people's podcasts. As you can tell, I love to talk. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks ask for coming. Anytime. Yeah, we did good, man. And um, as always, everybody out there, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Uh, we would love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, but for your one-stop shop, Brian, 
where do they go? What what's our website? Thehorrorreturns.com. Uh, it'll take you to all our social media accounts as well as uh, wherever you stream your podcast. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We don't have to say all that other shit anymore. <laughs> it's nice uh, click, to have one click, one. Click website. the shop link. Get your t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, whatever you want. Are you guys having a Black Friday or Black Wednesday or whatever Black Friday sale? I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even know where the money's going. Supposedly, we we've been <laughs> sent we've been sent four dollars and fifty cents for for no, our fare or whatever. Hope, hopefully, it's in our hopefully it's in our uh, account. I guess I'll have to look for that. But uh, hey, man, we don't do it for the money. We do it for the love. Am I right? What about you, man? We're all about the money. <laughs> all about the Benjamins. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, next week, next week we got another another fan favorite on the show. We're going to be joined by a very special guest, Tavares Ellis of Student of the Game podcast. And oh shit, Naz! <laughs> Naz, if you don't make this one, dude, I, I, I'll never talk to you again because we're going to do the year in 1987 part two. <laughs> Featuring House 2, the second story, and Ghoulies 2. Is that the one with the little thing reaching up with the knife in the toilet, or was that Ghoulies 1? Uh, that was in the first one. Yeah. Okay. The All second right. one, the second one, they were at a, a carnival. Carnival, yeah. Yeah, and House 2 was garbage. <laughs> All right, Nez. Well, since uh, it is 80s week next week, tell us, man, until the horror returns again. Uh, really quick, everyone, listen to the action returns. It's my fault again. So yeah, we'll we'll be back and uh, stream fiends in the next uh, day or so. So uh, listen to those. So until then, everyone, next time, party on, be safe, and good night. <laughs>